Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft, I'm here with Jake Jackman, and he's going to take us through the big wins and surprises from the Championship's most recent games, if you will do, Jake. Yeah, so I'll touch on a few games, and then I'm sure you can you can get into some of the other ones. Um, I don't know if there were too many surprises this week. Um, sort of went how I thought it would, really. Um, I guess the two big ones that stand out were Luton beating Derby, which yeah. uh, was a bit of a shock, and... Uh, Maybe Bristol City going away to Stoke and winning, that was a, a bit of a surprise as well. But we, we tend to overrate Stoke on this podcast every season, so I'm not sure. <laughs> we, we just let our expectations of them sort of cloud our, cloud our judgment a little bit. But uh, I thought that Stoke, out of the two of them, would be the more likely to push the playoffs this year. So I guess going away from home to Bristol City, that was a bit of a surprising result for me. Um, I guess you could maybe say um, um, Sheffield Wednesday and uh, Middlesbrough getting draws against uh, Watford and Bournemouth, two relegated teams. But um, Sheffield yep. Wednesday have started the season well. I'm sure you will know that more than others. And uh, Middlesbrough with Neil Warnock out with COVID, it was a kind of a difficult one, especially as they lost on the opening day to Watford, uh, another relegated team. But I thought they gave a good showing on themselves, and, and on another day might have potentially even won the game. So I thought they they did quite well. Um, and there's probably a few more that I'd want to touch on when we get into players. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, there weren't too many big surprises. It's really that Luton one for me. But I think Luton under um, under Nathan Jones have been really good since he's come back in. They were really good under him uh, throughout the leagues before he left to go to Stoke. He's come back in, uh, come back in and he's resorted them out. And they now look like a championship outfit where they didn't under Graham Jones last year. So they're looking really good. I think Norrington Davis there is, is, is settled in well. He's improved them a lot from uh, left back, um, mm. and, and they just look like a, a they look a lot more comfortable playing Championship football than they did last year. And a lot of that is down to Nathan Jones. And uh, I think Derby struggled a little bit, lost a couple of their young players to, to Premier League teams. Um, I know they brought in Jos Riak, who, who, who got a good assist uh, for Marriott, but they they look slightly off it. And, and I think they've pro- probably been slightly off it since they. Uh, um, since sort of the back end of last season when they drew to Nottingham Forest, they sort of then they went on a bit of a disappointing run. So um, yeah, slightly worried about Derby, but it's only two games, so I'm I'm sure that they'll they'll bounce back. They've got the quality to do so. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, you've picked out a game there that I've certainly got written down, which is Luton's victory over Derby. And yeah, we think that. You know, Nathan Jones is is a good manager and Luton will, you know, might have a decent season. Uh, Bristol City, the other one, like you say, maybe we just, yeah, continue to look at Stoke and, and they're going to underachieve again. Uh, because I think for the last three shows that we've done, we've all said that 
Stoke might be one to watch this season, but evidence suggests so far, you know, only one point from two games. But, you know, it can quickly change. The other games I'd like to pick out, I think if we go back to Friday night, I think Coventry's victory against QPR, that 3-2 victory there, um, obviously gets them off the mark um, and was a, a huge win for Coventry. And what's probably going to be a, a tough season, but also an entertaining one for them also, because we said before, I think that Coventry will be safe this season. And then the other one, I can't really look past um, Blackburn's 5-0 win. You know, there was probably no surprises that Blackburn did win that, but obviously Adam Armstrong getting an hat trick. Uh, we'll come on to players in a second, but uh, yeah, Blackburn's 5-0 win just shows how Good they continue to be at home under Tony Mowbray. So, yeah, that takes us into standout players from the recent set of games, Jake. So, do you want to talk me through some? Yeah, um, I'll start with Adam Armstrong, which might be stating the obvious, but obviously he's got a hat-trick, three very good finishes. He, I think, um, well, one was from a penalty, but the other two two were good finishes. But I think he's he's one that's um, he's really developed. I, I think he's probably one of the best players in the in the division now. Um I think over the last yep. couple of years he's been he's been the scorer of great goals um and maybe has been a little bit inconsistent but some of the goals he's getting now are more um sort of predatory goals uh, that you expect from your center forward. And although he doesn't he's not the biggest biggest um biggest player he is he he knows how to to cope with the physicality. It was obviously a tough game up against Wickham and very physical team and and he really stood out and didn't look like the physical battle sort of um, put him off his game at all. Um, he, I saw saw him against Newcastle in the Cups where he came on and made an impact in that game. Although Blackburn probably unlucky not to go through in the Cup really. And they, they followed up two very good performances, one in the Cup and one in the league, but they haven't really got the results they've deserved and, and got that big win. And Tony Mowbray was saying after the game that it was um, that this sort of result was coming. Um, and, and somebody was going to be on the end of it. And it was unfortunately Wickham, but yeah, Armstrong was excellent. I thought um, Tyree uh, Tyree Stolen as well uh, got a nice goal. Um, mm. Young player that they've they got in. I think he came in from Preston, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, he's a he he made a bit of an impact in in that game, and he looks like a really really good young player, um, and would definitely be an exciting one to watch for Blackburn fans. Um, I think if we go to Brentford, lost on the open day, but they were good. Um, and got the 3-0 win against Huddersfield, but could have been more on the day. And Buemo looked like he's ready to step up. And we said this, I think, in the previous yep. podcast. He's ready to step up. We did. Be the, be the main man there. Um, with uh, Ben Rama set to go and Watkins already have left. I think that he's really needs to step up. I think Ivan Tony's going to be good in the long term, but he might need a little bit of time to settle. So I think that it's really important that Buemo starts the season well. And he was excellent against Huddersfield. So yeah, he, he really stood out for me. Um, and then... I thought um, if if we go to the um, the Coventry game, I thought that uh, Callum O'Hare was really good in that game, um, and QPR looked to be get ha- having the better of it up to half time. But after that, I thought that Coventry really found their feet, and I thought that Callum O'Hare was really good. He obviously got the uh, got the uh, second goal, uh, and he did just look a threat. And he he's a new player in this division, never played this level before. Um, but he looks like he, he he's one that could make a real impact. So uh, yeah, it was a really good performance from him, and it just um, something for Coventry to build on. Um, even though they did concede those two goals, but uh, we know what QPR are like. They score a lot of goals, but they also concede a lot of goals. So maybe not mm. the most surprising result. But I thought those three for me were the were the standout. I'm sure you've got a couple of others that you'd like to touch on as well, Louis. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you've you've picked out the obvious one, should we say, particularly Armstrong, who I'd written down. Uh, I'm going to go for Kiefer Moore, though. His two goals uh, for Cardiff against Nottingham Forest, and we talked about this game on last week's show, and 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 Max said that you know it was a must-win game for both sides, and yeah, um, it's possible that Lamucci could be one of the first managers to go, which would be a shame. But you know, there's there's talks about that at Forest now. Uh, but yeah, on to Kiefer Moore again. We know that he can score goals in this division. Um, and I think, you know, Cardiff picking him up was was a great buy. And he's, he's proven already that he knows where the net is. And, you know, I think he'll continue to score goals this season for Cardiff. Uh, a couple more that I'd like to pick out. I liked occasionally, you know, pick goalkeepers, don't I? So I'm going to do that this week. Um, I've picked out two. One of them, one of them is, is Cameron Dawson for Sheffield Wednesday pulled off a couple of cracking saves against Watford. I really thought that we'd have conceded in that game. So uh, for that game to finish nil-nil defensively, we were quite sound. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go for him managing to keep a clean sheet. And they haven't conceded a goal uh, this season yet, actually, Sheffield Wednesday. And then the other one is uh, Neil Etheridge for Birmingham. Um, Again, managing to keep a clean sheet. And Birmingham haven't conceded a a goal in the league this season. So, yeah, I thought I'd just pick out those two goalkeepers because we normally pick out, you know, uh, players what score the goals or or create them. So, uh, yeah, I thought I'd change it up on this occasion. But that takes us into the next topic, Jake. So, which club has surprised or impressed you the most since the start of the season? Yeah, there's there's been a few. I think that it's it's always important not to get carried away at, um, at what goes on this early in the season. Um, but it it is always um it, we always do like to jump to conclusions. But I think club wise, um, there's been a few that that have jumped out to me. Um, I think that um, Coventry have looked quite good. Uh, I thought they were unlucky not to to come out on top against Bristol City. Um, mm. last weekend they um they they did perform well there and obviously got back and and got that win against QPR coming from behind. So that's, that's important. They look like they they're going to be a good addition to this level. Um, I think Millwall again have started quite well. Um, maybe not been as great in attack as they'd like, but they look solid. Two clean sheets. Got the win against Rotherham, and, and with players like uh, Jed Wallace and the team, they can they'll always be a threat. Um, and I think that they will get better in attack. So they're a team for me that that uh, I've been impressed with, and I think that. Um, the other one's probably Sheffield Wednesday. We we said it, it was either going to be a season where they, they had to start well and maybe stay up. And then, um, and if they didn't, maybe that points deficit would be too big to draw back. But um, they, they've impressed me as well. Um, I've, I've picked out a few teams that haven't won both their games. <laughs> it's probably good to touch on those that have. Reading, um, they impressed me in the opening week. I thought they played really well against Derby. But it, I think they were a little bit fortunate to, to see Barnsley get two players sent off. Um, so I don't know if I want to read too much into that one, but yeah, two wins from two, no goals conceded. You can't really uh, grumble with that. Bristol City, they, they've they looked good as well. thought they were slightly fortunate not um, to, to beat Coventry, but they were really good against Stoke and deserved that. And it, new manager in there, he's done well. And Luton, we spoke about them a little bit earlier, but they, they continue to impress me. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the ones for me that that really jump out but it's it is probably it um it is probably uh Millwall that I've sort of been most impressed by um 
defensively and I just think there's more to come from them and, and I thought it was important for them to start the season well and and I thought at times last year under Gary Rowett they were really good going forward but maybe lacked something in defence so those two key cheats are, are quite important and that I don't, I, I don't know if they're the ones that have impressed me most but they're definitely the ones that I, I think could that I've changed my opinion on the most so I, I guess it's slightly different angle to the questions but yeah probably them and Sheffield Wednesday um and for me. Yeah, I'm surprised that you said Millwall because I remember our pre-season show and, and you know you weren't sure about Millwall, were you? You had question marks over them. Um, I know I said that. You know I think that this season, you know they could be pushing those playoffs again. Not saying that they get in there, but yeah, for me they are one of the teams that's impressed me as well. Actually, I know they're on four points at the minute, signed ninth in the league, but um, I think that they'll have a really good season and you know. Will be a match for any team on the day. Um, like you, Sheffield Wednesday as well. I think, you know, from my perspective, starting on minus 12 was always going to be difficult. So to pick up uh, four points from two games, one of those, well, you know, both games going to, to Cardiff and getting a victory and then drawing with Watford, one of the Premier League teams that came down. Um, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I've, I've got to agree with you there. Uh, but for me, and I know it's, you know, stating the obvious um, because have sat first in the division at the minute but I'm going to go for Reading I think uh, simply because for the past 18 months I've always had again question marks over Reading and and said that you know they're a team that can score goals and be entertaining but they also concede too many and I know it's only two games in um, and you could say that you know the, the fixtures have, have favoured them slightly but they still haven't conceded a goal either. So for me, I'm going to say that Reading have impressed me. I didn't think even after two games that they'd be sat first. Uh, but there is a few teams up there also that you, you wouldn't have expected. And and I've got to agree with you, Luton also. Um, we've said that we think Nathan Jones is good and they've obviously done the right thing, bringing him in uh, to the club. So to have six points um, after two games for Luton, who are currently sat in third, is huge for them. You know, um, in many ways, it gives them better aspirations to maybe finish um, halfway or, or even better if they can do this season. So uh, I've got to completely agree. I'm going to flip the question, Jake, and just ask you which team, again, I know it's only two games in, but is there a team that's disappointed you so far this season? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, um, it's a difficult one. It's only two games, as you say, and we shouldn't really be getting carried away too much. But we, we also um, shouldn't be getting too worried about teams that 
that have, have lost a couple, but I mean, there's one that screams out at, at the bottom of the table, sort of following on the, the poor form they showed towards the end of last year. And that's Nottingham Forest, obviously losing the playoff position, yep. as they did. Um, it's sort of back to the manager, brought in some new staff, seemed to have signed a few players, but it still just doesn't really seem quite right there um, to lose two games in the manner that they have done. Um, I just, I think that it's looking like it, it's a, a step too far, um, and that perhaps they should have um, should have made the managerial change. Um, they just haven't looked good. I thought towards it for a lot of the time under Lamucci, they were so reliable at grinding out results, but they've just sort of lost that edge about them. Um, and to to lose to QPR without scoring, and then Cardiff without scoring, these these are two teams that. Uh, in their other fixtures, haven't looked great at the back. Cardiff conceded two um, mm. in their first game, and then obviously QPR conceded three. And we know about QPR's ropey defence, so to not score in either one of those games is, is a huge concern. They've got so much talent in that team. Um, you, you think about um, Sammy Amiobi, who was quite good last season. You think about Joe Lolly, who's been so reliable, and Lewis Grabber, who's always been one of the top goal scorers um, in the championship in the last few seasons. Lyle Taylor bringing him in, thought he might be able to have an impact. Um, but it just hasn't gone right for them at all. Um, they've got a couple of big games coming up. You, you look at Huddersfield, uh, the next one, especially away from home, Huddersfield, uh, or another team that are winless or are pointless, I guess, under the, after the first two games. That's one that they really need to win. And if they don't win that game, I think, the questions being asked and the Lamucci are only going to grow. So I think they, they're the ones that really concern me. Um, if you look at the other teams about a win, Wickham, I think it's always going to be a tough year for them. Huddersfield have had a new manager and they, they're trying to change something. They've had a couple of tough games as well. Uh, Barnsley and Derby are two teams I rate and, and I'd expect them both to improve. Um, so I'm not too worried about them, um, either one of those yet, because I quite like Cuckoo and I quite like Struber. So... I'm prepared to give them a few more matches, but not in Forest, the ones that, that really jump out as, as ones to be worried about. And I could make, I could see them making the first managerial change of the season. Yeah, you know what? I'm looking at the league table and I was wanting to kind of disagree with you and pick another side that, you know, stood out. But based on the teams that are down there, um, and their aims and objectives for this season, which I'm guessing Nottingham Forest is finishing in the playoffs again. Or should I, not against, they didn't do it, but you get my point that, you know, in and around the playoffs, aiming for six minimum. Um, yeah, Nottingham Forest are certainly the side that stand out. And and not only that, like you said, the fixtures have, you know, they've not been tough in any regard. Um and yet they've not managed to pick up a point or score a goal. Um, so for me, yeah, losing two on the bounce, I think I'm with you. It could be a case that Lamucci is the next manager to go in this division. Yeah, um, you could be right there. So that takes us into thoughts and feelings, Jake. Uh, so if you want to pick a side of your choice and discuss how you feel about them at the present time. Yeah, so uh, I think it's only right to pick a team that um, we haven't spoken about too much Um so far, so I think I think I look at I look at Rotherham, and I, I think they're they're worthy of a, a bit more discussion. Obviously, come come up um, following the points per game decision in League One, um, 
maybe lacking a bit of match practice where other teams have got it in the championship. They're used to the behind closed doors environment, but um, and even uh, in their opening game against Wickham, they they they're used to it um, because they played in the playoffs. So it's a bit of a new one for for Rotherham. They know this level well, and they're probably you know out of the three promoted clubs, that they're the team that you'd expect. To adjust quickest to life in the championship, having been here before mm. in the recent seasons, they always seem to give a good effort. We know what we're going to get from them. That they're, they're so um, they work really hard for Paul Warren. I think he's a really good uh, young coach. He's done really well there, despite being a little bit hesitant about taking the job um, full term uh, initially. But it's gone well for them, uh, gone well for him. And I think that they've got some good players in that team. I, I like Ihikwe at centre back, even though he did make an error for the goal this week. Um, I think he's a good player uh, and they've got a bit of experience as well in that team. I think Joe, uh, Joe Mattock, he, he's, a, he's a solid left-back. Um, Jamal Blackman, he's had so many loans but he's finally found himself somewhere where he can play regularly and, and he's looked pretty decent in the first couple of games. Um, I just think they've got enough in that squad to stay up. Um I think it's encouraging for them that in the first two games, yes, they may have only scored one goal, but they've only conceded one as well. Um, and their next two games up against Birmingham and Huddersfield, I think they're going to tell us a lot more. But I think Rotherham are going to cause teams problems this year. I think especially from set pieces, um, they got the winning goal against Wickham for a set piece. I think they're going to. It's going to be a game that similar to Wickham. I think I think neither. And no team in the league will, will want to go up against either Rotherham or Wickham just for the pure physicality and, and the set pieces that they're going to come up against. But I think with Rotherham, they've got a little bit more quality and a little bit more um, experience in, in that they, they'll be able to keep games tight, where, whereas Wickham might not be able to. I mean, there's, a, there's a shortfall of quality at Wickham, whereas at Rotherham, they've got that championship experience. They've got a little bit more quality. And I yep. think it's shown over the first two weeks, even coming up against each other, it was always going to be a, a tight game with, with very little in it because they play such similar styles. But um, as as we see them each come up against established championship teams, I think we're going to see Rotherham fare a little bit better. And I think they're the ones that... I think we've got a better chance of staying up. I think they're a completely different proposition to Coventry. But I think if you compare Wickham and, and Rotherham, I think that Rotherham are the ones that I have more faith in staying up. And I think that's shown in the first couple of weeks. And, I thought they they probably didn't deserve to get anything out of the game against Millwall, but uh, they kept themselves in the game. Um, and if it wasn't for a mistake um, at the back, they probably could have got something out of it. They had more shots as well, so you know they, it, it wasn't like they were they were outplayed by Millwall. And this is a team that we expect to be challenging for the playoffs, and the physical style is one that we sort of attribute to Millwall as well, though they're moving slightly away from that under Gary Rower. But I think that the, the, the result in the first week and the performance against uh, Millwall give them a lot of a lot of hope that they can stay up in the division um, and not be a yo-yo club again. I think that's what they're trying to avoid. So I'm a little bit more optimistic about Rotherham than I was before the start of the season, but there's a long way to go. Um, hmm. And I think it'll be interesting to see the next couple of games, uh, as I said, against Birmingham and Huddersfield, the two big games. And despite um, Birmingham starting well and not conceding the goal, I think this is a game that Rotherham could cause a surprise in um, this weekend. Yeah, those uh, three points Rotherham picked up are vital at this stage of the season, you know. Um, 
And for me, it will probably still be touch and go whether Rotherham do go down. It is literally, like we said before, so difficult in the championship. And, and uh, you know, I think Paul Warren does get the best out of his side. We know that it's just the strength and depth that I worry about uh, consistently on a, on a weekly basis. But, um, but yeah, they, you know, if they adapt quick and hopefully they learn the lessons from last time. Um, so, yeah, good luck to Rotherham this season. I think I'm going to discuss, again, wrong end of the table, uh, but I'm going to go for Huddersfield Town. Um, I know, obviously, they've not got off to the best best of starts. They've lost 1-0 to Norwich uh, and then 3-0 to uh, Brentford. And both games, you could have said you'd have expected them to lose. Uh, just my concern for them is that, you know, they've not managed to score a goal as yet. They have been difficult games. Um, but if the you know continue on a rut, you know Carlos Cobran there is coming as boss. I look down their squad and I think yes, there's a couple of individuals what have got talent and you know are good championship players, but I just worry about the team. You know, again over the course of 46 games, if they can deliver, um, and I've probably changed my opinion about them because I remember at the beginning of the season, our pre-season show, Jake, you said that you were worried about Huddersfield. And I said that I thought they'd probably be OK. Um, but with the start they've had, again, I know it's against two teams that, you know, you expect to probably finish in the top four this season. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying that it's, you know, doom and gloom at this stage. But looking forward... Um, Huddersfield Town face Nottingham Forest next, which at this stage of the season already is, you know, going to be crucial for one of those teams uh, to pick up points or a point at least. Uh, and then Huddersfield, the game after that, after they face Forest, is actually against Rotherham, um, the team that you discussed there, Jake. So for me, Huddersfield Town's next two games, Forest and Rotherham, are vital. Uh, that they, you know, at least pick up three points or, or a win from one of those two games. Uh, I don't know which game it will come in, but that's my worry is there's, there's question marks over Huddersfield Town, I believe. Um, and I think, you know, if in, let's say, another two, three weeks time, if, if they're only sat on maybe one or two points, then is it going to be a case of what happened last season, you know, they, they get to a certain point like around Christmas and, you know, they're, they're in that bottom three and they have to make a change again, but it's, it's whether they've, they've got luck on their side. So again, I know it's early stages and, you know, I don't want to speak too soon, but for me, I just wanted to, to discuss Huddersfield just because I think Carlos Coburn certainly got a, a tough job on his hands um, and he really needs to, you know, start on Saturday against Forest, picking up some points, even even if it is a draw. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a, an interesting tie. Uh, but, yeah, that takes us into previews and predictions now, Jake. So, three key fixtures that we've picked out. The first one being Friday, which is a 7.45 kickoff. Two teams that have come into the division from the Premier League, which is Bournemouth and Norwich. What's your preview and predict- prediction for this one? Yeah, this is going to be a really uh, interesting game. Um, and I've been I've been pleasantly surprised at Bournemouth in the first couple of weeks, taking four points. Didn't expect them to to start so quickly. I would have expected a loss in those first two matches, but there hasn't been one, and they obviously knocked out Premier League opposition in the cup as well. So that gave a bit of confidence. I think Jason Tindall sort of started quite well, so he wants to keep that up. Um, Norwich as well. Um, they've not. Um, 
they've only picked up four points, but I think they were slightly unfortunate against Preston. I thought they had, they had so many good chances um, and they probably should have won, could have come out winning that game, but it's a little bit of um, lack of focus at the back, which I, I guess is going to take them time to um, fully readjust to, to life in, in the Championship, having conceded so many goals in the Premier League. It's going to knock defensive confidence. I think we've seen that. Um, but yeah, I think I, think, I still think Norwich should have the quality. I think they've made the better signings. They've not lost as many players. Um, and Daniel Farker is a little bit more experienced. And they'll, they'll he'll know what a big game this is. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that Norwich uh, as a team, but I think are better. So yeah, I'll, I'll back them to, to get the three-pointer. Cool. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I think, you know, both teams won't want to lose this one. Um I think Bournemouth have started quite well, actually. I'm going to sit on the fence with this one, and I'm, I'm going to say uh, it'll be 1-1. I think I'm, I'm going to call this one a, a score draw because I really can't decipher between either side in that one. Actually, I think I've got it wrong. That wasn't Friday 7.45 kickoff. I think that's been moved to Sunday now at 4 o'clock. But we can discuss the 7.45 kickoff on Friday, which is actually Huddersfield versus Nottingham Forest, a big game for both sides. So how do you uh, think this one will pan out, Jake? Yeah, this is one we've uh, we've been talking about a little bit today. Um, I've not really been impressed with either team. Um, I think that Huddersfield probably made a mistake letting go of their manager. And I think Nottingham Forest probably made a mistake not changing theirs. So very differing approaches here. Um, yeah, I'd... Nottingham Forest should win this game, but so difficult to back them in their current form. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. Yeah, it's no surprise you said that because I was pondering over a nil-nil draw as well. But I'm going to, you know, give each team the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to say that'll be one-one. <laughs> um, I think I'll again sit on the fence a little bit, but based on you know form. Um, obviously, what happened to Nottingham Forest at the end of last season? Again, question marks over Huddersfield this season. Um, yeah, there's. I, I'm guessing it could go either way, uh, and it probably will not be a great game either. Um, but yeah, for that reasons, same as you, Jake, I'm, I'm going to go for a draw in this one. Uh, and then that takes us into Saturday at 3 p.m. Um, an interesting tie: uh, Watford versus Luton. Obviously, Watford started the season quite well. What? Yeah, Luton, you know, two wins from two. So how do how do you see this one going? Yeah, it's going to be a, a, an interesting one. Um, I think again, Watford have the better players, and I think over time they're a team I'd expect to establish themselves in the top six. Um, but Luton have been impressive, and they they're just running so hot at the moment. It's difficult to back against them. Um, so yeah, I think I might go a bit boring on this one and go for the score draw. Um, and yeah, back Luton to, to continue their unbeaten run, but I'm not sure they have enough to beat uh, Watford. And and at some point, Watford is just going to click into gear, and it could be this weekend. Mm. So yeah, I think um, yeah, I'll go for the go sit on the fence and say uh, a one-all draw. Okay, yeah, I think this could be one of the most entertaining uh, games this week. Um, I think there'll be goals galore, maybe even. So I'm I'm going to go three-two to Watford uh, purely. Based on the fact, like you said, that you know Watford have got the the more talented players and at home, and you know they, they they should be beating Luton. But given the fact Luton have started so well, I think it could be a close game. But I will go with a home win and, and Watford 
edge this one. Uh, so unfortunately, we've reached the end of the show. So if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you, Jake, now would be a good time. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jeffers 2 ends. Uh, I appear on the Premier League show as well, which you can get at EPL Roundtable, and I'll write for EPL Index, so give both of those a look. Thanks for that, Jake. I've been your host at Lewis Shackshaft on Twitter, uh, but more importantly, please remember to follow the show at Championship Pod, where we post each show to our pinch wheat. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time for more Championship Chats. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.